And a massive warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry York Ebor Meeting Preview Podcast tonight. We've got John Lang from John Joe's Blogspot, as always, and my main form man, Andy Richmond. Welcome, chaps. An exciting show ahead. Evening, Lee. Can't wait. Yes, I hope you both got um, plen- plenty for us. I've, I've got Catherine's bets here. Catherine's not on the show this evening. She's on the show on Friday, but she's got three cracking bets uh, for you this week so so please hold on for that we've even got the ginger hitler chipping in with some info and uh, he, he he's got an absolute belter of a nap he says for saturday so ginger hitler's on board richmond leng keys what more do you want for a bar stewards bumper york podcast yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's what well, i mean we're attending this week i mean i mean uh me, John, and Andy are going to be there Thursday. Wednesday, we've got the big bar stewards picnic in the middle. Um, photo complete, will complete with pork pie. Absolutely, there's two lots of pork pie there. There's the Stilton top and the normal. There's no egg in the middle, as as Andy was like we were discussing off air. Uh, we don't want egg in pork pie. That's no good. Got to be jelly around the outside. Everything that's a proper pork pie. So yes, we're, we're going to be loading it up on the Wednesday. Um, we're going to be having a gathering on the Thursday in the main stands. Um, so please feel feel free if if you're at York and you fancy a, a drink and a chat, just don't hesitate to uh, 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 get in touch and uh, yeah, we'll be hanging around somewhere. So uh, start this podcast off um, uh, with a bit of chit chat about York and um, what's this, John? About I've never heard of this. You, you mentioned this to me the other day. You said Bob Ogden's party. What's all? What's all this? Bob Ogden. I was at a party on Eber Week. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's quite good, really. Listen to all the hyperlying racing, making up various excuses not to go. Um, <laughs> well, it, 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 from from what I can gather, it's usually rather a good do. Yeah. yeah. Well, as as you'd expect from Bob. You know? I mean, I mean, how many how many scantily clad uh, <laughs> ladies attend these sort of do's? I mean, I mean, knowing Bob, I mean, I've seen him in, when he turns up. He turned up one year uh, in the middle at York, and I think I think I think uh, it was, I was his niece. I, yeah, I, 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 was yes, that his niece? Yes, yes. Was that his niece or his missus? He has 60 nieces. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've even thrown me off there. Um, I was actually, t- no, I mean, I mean, there was one he turned, I mean, it was like, she looked like Anna Corny Cover. Ah. Um, <laughs> he, he, he was a pebble, I was Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he must have some Duracell in there. I mean, I mean it's, you know, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to gather he's not on the pellet pills or anything like that. So, I mean. Well, so, so I mean, I mean, I mean, so you, I mean, obviously, John, going back in past, I think you you sort of <laughs> men- mentioned before about uh, 
you yeah. know you know people that have, have, have refused invites to this. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there was one year me and Peter Reynolds were going over at Mel Britton's on the morning of, I think it was the Wednesday morning when it was uh, a three-day fixture. And Peter said to me, he said, oh, Christ, he said, it's Bob Ogden's Bob party today. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think of anything I can say? Well, I can't go. <laughs> I know I'll get you there. You'll enjoy it. Uh, I know. Those, those normal folk are thinking, this sounds quite good. Uh, <laughs> and everyone else not wanting to go to Bob Ogden's big do. Um, yeah, I mean, what? I mean, have you heard any funny stories of Jim past Jim Crack dinners, things like that? Um, Jim Crack dinners, wow. Um, I, th- I think Julian Wilson made a pretty good speech one year when his house won the Jim Crack. Yeah. I think there was about five or six people who didn't speak to him for about three years after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, Julian Wilson, as we know, I mean, a tremendous broadcaster, but I mean, what an absolute. Day after, yeah. <laughs> what an absolute you know varmint he was for basically nicking prices. I mean, what was that story you had for me on, on the gallops at Newmarket oh. when? Oh, you, when your niece um, did did a piece of work. Honest to God, I mean, she just produced a barnstorming piece of work, and uh, we weren't even off, off the gallops, and uh, Wislon was on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So I think that's going to be a similar scenario tomorrow. I don't. It's it's if you want genuinely lively, fast ground horses, they're not going to get it. Um, I think I think it's going to be pretty fair. I don't think soft ground horses are going to excel. I don't think fast ground horses are going to excel. That, that particularly want that sort of ground uh, tomorrow. But nevertheless, um, I don't think it's bad and, and and disadvantageous to anything you fancy. So at least we're starting not on slop, if you like, gents. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's um, the draw wise tomorrow, I would say on the straight course, it could potentially play into the hands of the high drawn. Um, as we saw at the last meeting, the low draws tended to struggle a bit. And there is a west to west northwesterly wind tomorrow. And it's quite brisk. It's, so it'll blow on the bar stewards picnic um, uh, from, from, from the west towards the stands. So we're going to pie. We might even we might even need a windbreak tomorrow. I mean, take yeah. our shagging shirts off and make a windbreak out of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm thinking with that west west northwesterly tomorrow, um, and if it is west northwest northwest, that's going to be slightly in the faces of the ones drawn low. I reckon if you get cover mid pack or you know towards the stands rail, I reckon that's the place to be because you're getting a lot of cover. So that in the straight races, I think that could that could play its part. So it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. But I do think if we get if we get dry weather rest at week, it could quicken up and hopefully Derby doesn't get the watering can out at any point and um decides to to ruin what could be a, a fantastic spectacle. Uh, Andy, 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 how many how many meetings have you been to a York over time? Have you are you a York regular? Would you say? Um, well, certainly since I've I wouldn't say regular, but since I've lived up here, which is near eleven years in the northwest, plenty, and obviously did some of the RTV work. Well, RUK as it was then work from there, so I have worked there as well. Um, yeah, fair few, and used to come up from down south when uh, was there. I mean, I can go back as far as remembering. Uh, when the uh, Ebor Festival, um, I don't think it was even called that then, it was called the Ebor Meeting, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Was three days. Uh, and the Ebor was on the Wednesday, yeah. yeah. Um, so I certainly went there then. I've uh, got some very good friends who I will probably be meeting up with on Thursday as well, apart from you two old reprobates, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, who were members there. So, yeah, um, I had a few runners there as well in time when I owned a few uh, bits of bits of horses um yeah it's always been one of my favorite flat courses um usually trying to unravel impenetrable handicaps but there's a certain um sort of a certain feel-good factor when you've managed to uh, unravel that you sort of, you, you know you shouldn't get involved but you do don't you yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You look at them and think, nah, I shouldn't get involved in this. And then one or two start creeping in and you start thinking, well, I'll have a look at that and I'll have a look at that. And then before you know it, you're involved. And as I say, it's, yeah, the draw there is, it is quite strange on the uh, straight course. It used, to, it used to avoid high numbers like the plague there, but um, they seem to have been a, a bit more omnipresent of late. The one, the one draw I never like on the straight course is still one. Yeah, um, horribly isolated sometimes, and there are some strange draw stats on the round course as well, where you think you're drawn quite well. Um, it's a bit like Thirsk, where I've heard on many occasions all the inside draws good. It's, it's absolute bullshit because you want to be drawn around the outside and come down the centre of the course. And sometimes that happens at York as well. You know, you think low. I mean, on the inside, I've got something that traps quite well. 
and it's not the place to be. And it'd be interesting to see where they race. It's sometimes a bit of a movable feast there, and a, something you've got to keep an eye on. But there is, there is, a, you know, it's the one thing. The bottom line is this week. It's great to see a crowd back, isn't it? For sure. Um, I mean, I mean, that's the one thing I'm looking yeah. forward to, really. Yeah. Um, you know, apart from the the food and the gin, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, he's definitely one thing I'm looking forward to. I'm not looking. By the way, we have Greg's sausage rolls as well tomorrow, John, because we we made a thing about this on a, on a pod earlier where John, uh, you know, doesn't like. Well, he loves sausage rolls, and he's he, he he's he's disappointed when he gets to a track and he has to pay a fiver for a oh. sausage roll, John. It's a bit obscene, isn't it? So. <laughs> I must, I must admit, I prefer Copeland sausage rolls to Greg's. But Greg's well, you tell me now. You tell me now. I mean, I should have to bring you over Greenhouse's sausage roll. They are the they are the sausage roll of choice around um, around these parts. Very the nice. Dad, the daddies. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, what? But again, a fantastic meeting to kick us off. Um, we've we've got the the Judamont. Um, on on Wednesday, and it's it's disappointing about St St Mark's Basilica. Um, you know, people sort of like querying, has it had an injury or is it just you know ran flat in a gallop? Well, no one will ever know other than the lads, John. Absolutely, you know, I mean, uh, and we'll we'll get a rough idea whether the lads are fancying love or not, won't we? Because uh, the market close will be there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the O'Brien runners worry me at the minute. His his stats are horrendous, um, mm. and I just, I just, I just, I, I really do. I, the, I, I know people say, look at how many Group Ones he's won, etc. Yeah, I get this, I get, I get it, but the, the 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 bread and butter is just not happening at all. Um, now I know John, you're not as concerned from sort of like past convos about O'Brien. Um, is uh, also turning up in good or good fettle this week, but I notice also a, a a downturn in his winners at York over the last few years. He, he's it's not what it used to be. Um, again, I've no idea why. Is it is it because Galileo lost his lost his uh, manners and probably should they probably should probably should have gone to Bob Ogden for some you know, <laughs> <laughs> some fertility advice or something. But, but I mean, I, you just wonder about that. You just wonder whether that's had an impact because in recent times at York, he's just not, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there's been some great winners from the yard turning up at York, but I'm not so sure when I look at his runners this year. Um, I'm thinking, you know, in the voltage, am I thinking any of these are any, you know, fantastic, fantastic cops? Not somebody I tend to back at York, to be honest. I mean... Mm. Um, a lot of his horses that come to York tend to be very much established by the time that they get to York. Yeah, like superstars. Yeah, you yeah. Two to fives, like yeah, with Snowfall, for example, in the Yorkshire Oaks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be classed as a wonderful winner for most people winning the Yorkshire Oaks. You know, the, if someone offered that at the start of the meeting, that's how you can come away with and snap your hand off. Yeah. Or Brian, it's just like, oh, well, he's won the Yorkshire Oaks, so what? You know, wallpaper result, isn't it? But um, so I, I find my path doesn't cross Aidens very often at this at this meeting in particular. No, um, I, it's, it's like you say the, the the ones that tend to be the you know the headline makers are are the big races, the the already established superstars of the past. You know, like there's, there's been so many of them. But 
I just think I'm I'm, I'm barring snowfall in the, in the Yorkshire Oaks, getting a bit of a bread and butter feel um, for for some of the other the runners runners that are running. But I could be wrong. But that's that's just just how I saw it on the whole. Um, yeah, that's right. So um, if we're ready, chaps, we, we should probably get on with the uh, the other part of the show now, which is a. Uh, Hopefully the uh, the blue button and not the pink button, and we can we can we can have the success that uh, we enjoyed in the in the Shergar. Um, we could we could we could certainly uh, for John's terrific tipping. I think you did, you did well, Andy. I think we all did well uh, that that weekend. Uh, we did all right on Saturday, and let's hope we can do the same for punters this week because it's certainly a meeting that I lay myself out for, so to speak. And uh, I really enjoy having a good York because it kicks you on for that that autumn campaign if you can do well uh, out of the out of the week um, uh, that ensues. Right, um, we're going to do the show as in like we did at Goodwood, where we've got uh, our three best bets of the meeting. So you know it, it kind of works because then you know what what we like the very best going three, two, one. Um, and um, I'll start. Obviously, Catherine's not on the show, um, so I'll start with Catherine's third best bet of the week. Um, and it goes on Wednesday in the four ten race. That's the Sky Bet handicap over two miles. And Catherine Fry, his third best bet of the week is Island Brave, uh, trained by Heather Main, ridden by Ocean. Uh, available at 16 to 1. Um, certainly been in form, good recent form. Uh, fourth in the Northumberland plate. Fourth to uh, John's big winner um, in the Shergar Cup meeting, just Hubert mm. uh, as well. So ran really well. Silent Brave, consistent sort, is Catherine's third best bet of the week there in the Stain Handicap. So thank you, Catherine, for that. Uh, and I'll come to you for your third best bet of the week, first of all. Uh, I'm gonna. They're all gonna be on Saturday, so I'm. I'm Fantastic. I'm leaving it. I'm. I'm gonna have a treble on these as well. Oh, <laughs> we like it. Um, migration um, is the third best bet of the week. I think this horse can win a Cambridgeshire. To be quite honest with you, he's gone up eight pounds from Goodwood. Um, I'm pleased to see they're running it in this. This is a ten furlong handicap, the four forty five. Um, I was really impressed. With, I was. Really impressed with him at um, at Goodwood. Um, I thought he ran really well there. Um, it could have been in an awful lot of trouble at one time. They've already booked Will Buick uh, to ride. Um, um, it's quite interesting that they could have run him off his old mark with a six-pound penalty on Thursday, and they've taken the eight-pound rise to run him over ten furlongs here. Uh, it looked like he needed all of that ten furlong well mile at. Um, at uh, well, Goodwood last time out, I thought he quickened up really. I like a horse with a turn of foot, and he showed a real turn of foot. I think you can ride him any way you like, and he would be my third best bet of the week, migration. But I'd like to see him in the Cambridge year at the uh, end of the year as well. Yeah, I mean, certainly a horse that enjoys a little bit of digging the ground. Well, doesn't need it because it's effective. It's, it's yeah, effective on, I, I saw, on, that, on that sort of swayed me towards that way. They could, they, there's two weather forecasts doing them as they usually are doing the rounds for Saturday. We could get some, or we might not. And I, that's why I thought, well, I, I'll include him as one of the better bets of the week because. Um, it won't really matter because I think he'll handle it. And I do like Mr. Manoussier as a trainer. I do think he's very, very good. 
outstanding trainer. Really is an outstanding trainer. He's probably if he had if he had the ammunition of of, of the top of the top guys, I'm pretty certain he'd be he'd be a top tra- he'd be one of the top trainers in the game. Punches um, weight, I think, is my usual term for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's uh, David Manusier migration is Andy's the best bet. Obviously, sadly, we've got no no uh, walls ices on that, um, but that's the way it is at the moment. Um, so migration for Andy's is the best bet. That's four forty five York on Saturday. That's a ten furlong sky bet handicap. John, your third best bet of the week. I'm just thinking we two selections in twenty eight races and we've got a bloody crossover already. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this happened. This happened last time. <laughs> um, yeah, my third best is uh, fishable in the uh, migration race. I'm afraid. Okay, uh, that's, that's the forecast sorted then. Yeah, um, I mean he, he's not been lucky here at all. Um, he should have won at the Dante mate. In uh, thick day, jumped him off about five lengths behind the rest of the field, and then assumed he was going to get a nice same up the inside when about 15 horses were looking for the same same up the inside and uh, he did well to finish where he did to be honest then he got a shit draw in the magnet cup still ran really, a really impressive race i thought and I, I think tim's kept him nice and quiet for this and I, i'm expecting a, a big run from this at what could be a nice price? I think you, I think you get overlooked in the betting, to be honest. And uh, you, you know, I think there's quite a few horses in this that look as though they might be warm orders betting wise. And I, I think this one could get overlooked. So, fishable is my third best. Do you know what? I think I, I think I, I've looked at a few of Dave, uh, Dick Dave's mounts this week. I think Dick Dave could be in for a good week. You know, I mean, I mean, especially now you you put that up. Um, you know, that's that that kind of boosts my confidence for Thick Dave having a great week because I think there's a couple of others that, that he rides this week that's got it's, you know, it's decent it's chances. Market, I think Thick Dave's worth a look. <laughs> well, just uh, I, especially, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I, I asked for a for a jockey's market on Twitter today, and Obdi came back useless. I, you, I, had useless. I couldn't find. I look like I couldn't find one anywhere. Not. A, Do you not I find that annoying? Because if it's Ascot, there's always a jockey market. If the well, you know and. I, Children yeah. always won. Yeah. Uh, generally won. Yeah. You think it was some some enterprising firm like Skybet who seemed to be sponsoring every bit of this meeting? Do you think they'd stick one up? Yeah, because I I was really interested in um uh, Will Buick. I mean, I I think Will Buick is going to ride a shed full mm. of winners this week. Um, and I I just think yeah, I think it's a, I, I I'd, I'd probably I'd probably take a fairly short price. So I mean, if anyone. Any listeners sees it first, let me know. Give give us a tweet, and um, we might be able to do something about it. But yeah, Will, Will Buick, I felt was <laughs> a bit of a shoe in uh, for the for the top jock this week. Yeah, fan of a show. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Jeff Banks uh, responded. By, uh, thanks to Jeff Banks for responding the other day. It was nice to get get feedback from someone that we sort of mentioned on the show bit critical of him but he responded to the criticism and he kind of agreed um but yeah i mean that's nothing we'll probably try and get jeff on the show at some point i'm sure he'll do it for a bit of, for, for for a laugh at make a good sunday sermon i think uh with with jeff on um and certainly john you can uh you can give him some aggro <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so but yeah. So jockey markets, anybody, if you if you know, then then let us know. So that's John's, that's fishable. Um, in the same race as Andy, we have a clash for our third bet straight away. Um, so my third best bet of the week goes tomorrow. We don't have to wait too long. Um, goes in the 150, the very opener. So it's to get us hopefully get us all off to a flyer. It's in the Symphony Group handicap, uh, at what looks a very, very competitive sprint. It is, it is to a degree. Um, but I'm very, very keen um, on when the deal is done. Mm. Um, extremely keen. Uh, Will Buick, probably getting it away there with the, the jockey, to- jockey uh, top jockey speech. But yeah, Will Buick in the saddle. Um, this horse is a revelation after being gelded. Um, it's two from two at five furlongs. This is five and a half. This would be absolutely perfect. That late, strong burst this horse has, um, it's fulfilling the promise I always had of him when I saw him on debut um, as a two-year-old. He's a very progressive three-year-old. Um, the draws bang on because all the pace is middle to stands. And as I pointed out at the start of the show, the the west, west, north, westerly that's just going to blow across tomorrow, I think will suit to the middle to stands. Um, you've got that bit of cover because um, he won't lead. And 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 I think I think he's he's really he's really the one to be on. I cannot. In fact, that's the race as well where bookmakers are paying like five places, six places, Skybet seven places, and this is where we have to take advantage because, um, you know, if you can get on, that is, um, this horse I think goes extremely close. I'd make him three to one, seven to two favorite. I'm that confident. He's he. You know, if he gets beat, I, I, if he gets beat, it won't by, won't be by far. Um, obviously, it might be down to something getting first run or or not a clear run, etc. But I think he goes very close, very progressive. So when the deal is done, he's my it was, um, best it was a pretty big price when the betting first opened. Lee, um, he was double yeah. bigger prices. It was surprised. It was surprised to see the horse who finished behind him, Twilight Calls, who was favorite, his favorite again in this race. Uh, he was yeah. behind him at Goodwood as well. And yeah, and quite work that. I couldn't quite you, work that out. If but. you stop the if you stop the VT about a furlong and a half out, Twilight calls is cantering. Oh yeah. And when when the deal is done, he's sort of like under the pump, and you're thinking, well, if Twilight calls is going to win. Um, well, it didn't. It found very little. Mm. Um, I'd be a little bit worried about Henry Cam- Candy's stable form for that because he's he's not not flying. Um, he's not known for many winners at York either. It's not a tracky target. Mm. Um, and I, I just, I just, I don't think that horse is in great fettle at the moment. I think it's got a lot of ability and I'm not saying it won't fulfill that potential. Everyone believes it has. And probably the trainer believes it has, but I, I don't think tomorrow's the day. Um, mm. and, and like you say, if you watch Goodwood, geez, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pow- it powering clear at the line, the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that extra half furlong, I think, is going to be right up its street. It should be clear, seven to two market leader. That would be my price. And I think uh, 15 to two, seven to one, eight to one at the minute, whatever it is, with the each way terms is tremendous. So hopefully that will get us uh, get the bastards picnic off to a flyer. That will uh, get the pork pie flying, won't it? Absolutely. Pork pie's in the air after that one. I would um, say that seven of the last 12 runnings of that particular race have gone to Yorkshire-based trainers. So... Uh, might be, might be if you are if you are backing one or two in the race, it might be worth keeping one of the uh, one of the locals on the side as well. 
Yeah, well, we know the East of East love things like this and uh, Midgley's, your Midgley. Oh, somebody asked a question about Ostilio because because we we put up Ostilio in the in the Stewards Cup. Um, I I I'm a bit concerned at the track at the track for this. It's a fast five and a half, and and I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't put anyone off Ostilio at big prices because I don't want to look at look a look a full left after we tip we tip. There's a problem with this. And the problem really is Luke Morris. Yeah. Because he rode the lugs off this at Goodwood. And this this thing wants leaving alone early on. Yeah. That's the problem. If he thinks he has to lay up because this horse has shown form over seven, etc., and he's got to use its stamina, that will get it beat time and time again at sprint trips. He's yeah. got to start and leave this alone. If we had, if we had owners badges tomorrow and that we could say Midge before the race. I'd, I'd get right into his ribs over this arse, to be honest, and, uh, and beg him to get Morris to just sit and let the yeah. horse travel. Mm. Similar, similar to Ascot, John, you know, where, where he, he kind of, it, it was put asleep and, and it finished well over the five behind significantly. That's the kind of ride you'd want it you was, know, for your dog. Riding like an on-jigger, really. And probably ideally in the Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you've got yeah. I mean, again, York's just such a quick track, and we've seen how they keep rolling there. Um, so yeah, it's kind of. Mm. So I'm, I'm. I wouldn't put anyone off. It's just. It's just. I mean, I might even have a stake saver myself, just just to save the pain. No one wants to see when you've when you've been con. Well, you know, you've had a decent bet on one at a big price at Goodwood in the Stewards Cup, and then and then he turns up at thirty threes or forty to one uh, tomorrow, and you you've you you just sat. That's happened so many times to me in my life, so it could be a saver. Right, we move on to our second best bets um, of the week, um, and Miss Fries first of all, um, and and for you jumps fans. Um, I had someone sniffing earlier today, a good fan of the show, Franco Pina, and I think he was sniffing for a for an advanced tip before before uh, before we released it. And he says he says has Fry tipped anything up at Worcester? Well, I put him away and said no. <laughs> but Fry has tipped one up at Worcester um, because I, I said I said to Fry today, I said you've got a fan club now. You know, I get messages daily. Saying what's fr- what is Fry fancy anything? Yeah, this is the thing. Um, obviously, she, she loves a big price, does Fry, and she's tipped her second best bet of the week in the eight o'clock at Worcester. Um, and I mean, this is what we love: York Week and Fry is at Worcester for a two-mile seven furlong handicap hurdle. Last race on the card when everyone at York's bladdered. You know, everyone's in town falling over, but Fry is is staying serious here. And um, she likes very much uh, Outlaw Jack, uh, Johnny Farrelly and Brendan Powell. What a team that is. Um, you know, <laughs> you couldn't pick a, a funnier team. And Outlaw, Outlaw Jack went close at Newton Abbott recently, second beaten half a length by Stanley Stanley. Um, I think, uh, you know, Fry loves Kevin Brogan, so I bet Fry backed it that day. Um, so yeah. Outlaw Jack. You mentioned that Fry's got her own fan club, you know, and uh, there was a move actually to get her out the cellar, and they were all wearing these T-shirts saying "Free the Gloucester One," and but <laughs> was wrong as they were going to let Fred West out. <laughs> 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 
it made the nationals. It probably made Daily Mirror say, saying, "Look, they're cheering for Fred West." <laughs> Class. Um, yeah. So Catherine Fry's second best bet of the week is Outlaw Jack. Johnny Farrelly, the trainer, Brendan Powell, the jockey, last race at Worcester. If you're sober by then and you're still, you know, you've, you've got your everything, your faculties in order, um, that could be one to, to, you know, have a crack on, especially if, if you've had a bad day. Get you out of trouble. Um, Outlaw Jack there for Fry in the 8 o'clock at Worcester. John, I'll come to you now for your second best bet of the week. I'm just waiting from the, for the groan from Andy as I pick one in there to This one is um, Surrey Gold in the Melrose. Oh, we're going to have a clash then. <laughs> <laughs> Some, yeah, nice, isn't it? Um, yeah, um, I, I, th- I think one of the most important factors in the Melrose is a hold-up ride. And this is pretty much guaranteed to get the required red. Now, it was it was well fancied last time at Ascot, but he lost a show. All sorts went wrong in the run. He's a lot better than that. And uh, I think he, he's got a very sporting chance. Um, I think the shagging shirt's a big danger with Winter and I. But uh, I, I can say this being a value price on the back of the Ascot run, looking at first glance disappointing. But when you dig a bit deeper, he, he, he's done all right there, and uh, I, I, I think he'll be thereabouts in this. So, what, what did you think went wrong at Ascot for him again? It was just like he, he never looked in the right position. He was on the wrong leg, turning in, and you, you know, I, I do think a left-handed track will suit him better as well, you know. But yeah, it's just niggly little things that didn't seem right, and then it, it was comforting to know he'd lost his show as well. You know, I thought well. That's that's one up my sleeve. I can, I can slip a few quid on that when uh, when the time's right, and the, I think the time's right now. So, yep, off a mark of eighty-seven for Huey. Um, no jockey is booked as yet um, on the uh, on the declarations. Uh, currently at twelve to one. If you fancy John's uh, second best bet of the week, that's Surrey Gold in the Melrose. Very competitive affair, that. Um, in fact, it's a cracking race. I actually, probably my favourite race of the week. Um, I've, I've got a very big soft spot for Dushan myself in that, but not, not I'm not strong enough to play on the race myself. Um, I've, I've done a bottle job. Um, there's a few I like in there. Uh, but John makes a good case there for Surrey Gold at 12-1 to 1 to win the Melrose. Andy, your second best bet of the week. Right, you just mentioned it, Dushan. I cannot, <laughs> not, I cannot not have a. And Lydia would kill me if I didn't have a bet in the Melrose. It's her favourite race, I think, of yeah. the entire year. Uh, the, the Melrose. I don't know what she's going to be back in in it. Um, but um, Haggis won this with with Hamish, didn't he? He's won it twice. He won it with Guarantee in 2012. Won it with Hamish in 2019. Yeah. I don't think I can miss. I can't leave the shagging shirt out here, um, especially at York. Um, I think he he won at what Haydock, you know, back in April. Then he got in off what was it, eighty five when he won that race up at Musselburgh on Derby Day. Um, so impressive, yeah. Mister uh, Mister that staying contest at Haydock when he spread a plate beforehand. I don't think he got the greatest ride when um, he got beaten at Ascot when first night got first run on him. Um, might just want a sound surface, but I'm not particularly worried about that. I think he should should be okay, even if it does <coughs> a little bit. 
and he's had a nice little break. And I just think that you know, Mr. Haggis at York. I mean, he is a you know, he is. I think you, I think um, you were discussing him the other week, and he is right up there at the top of the tree now, isn't he? You know, he's the you know, he's the, you, you, when you're talking he's about top man. trainers, you know, you include. William, don't you? In that, I mean, he is—he is very, very good. I think he's an excellent placer of horses. There's one other one which I just mentioned. Uh, I think has got a good chance as well from a, another stable who's having a cracking year. Andrew Baldin's yard. Um, he's got one in there, um, and he's got previous, previous in the race as well. Um, because obviously, because he he won this, he won it the last running, didn't he? Um, with Valley Forge. I think that's got a bit of a chance somewhere as well. So I might end up, I'm probably going to end up having about three, four stabs at this. Um, but Dushan for Mr. Haggis would be uh, the, my second best bet of the week to go with uh, migration in the other tricky handicap. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, I can see why Lydia likes the Melrose because it, oh. is, it, it, it is a, a real puzzle to solve and I think I mean Dushan was very costly for me at Ascot it, it was a real bad day um, uh, when everything went wrong that day I, I think mm. that was the day when Sylvester rode Fantastic Fox um, <laughs> and, and, and and rode like a you know um, mm. it, it was it was it was just horrible um, and, and and it's 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 kind of um, Dushan's like kind of close to my heart in a way because when I watched him at Musselboro I just went wow wow this is this is mm. this is just a serious horse um so yeah I think Dushan will be on my radar Andy as well um to a degree um but like you say you might he's <laughs> kind of race where you probably need two or three calls <laughs> four, four. um yeah he's he's he, he, he is a tough egg but yeah I, I really like Dushan's profile let's uh I, I would like to see you know good grounder better for him I think mm-hmm. he'd probably be better um on a on a sounder surface but interesting that out of the two Tom Marquand just chose him to chose to ride him over wink of an eye so so that's that's also I think very significant I, I would say um uh, I don't know if, if if you agree John on that would you agree that's significant that Tom Marquand is, is on Dushan and not Wink of an Eye? I think it'll be, I think it'll be a very tricky pick, but I can see where he's coming from picking that one. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, good stuff. Okay, so um, number two for Andy there is Dushan in the Melrose clashing with John. Ah, it's some, it could be some good forecasts here, chaps. We've done <laughs> it before. I mean, you've done it before. This is the, this is the mm. thing. It's, could be last, good... second last. Could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, tough races to, to boot, but but you know, it'd be interesting if we can land land a forecast or get I, close. I think I looked look through, well, look through the whole four. I have looked through the whole four days and just thought every race looked tough. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, I mean, this is what makes it attractive. Right? But you get rewarded. You get rewarded at nice yeah. odds. You know, unless you're back in the blogger and stallion bets. Um, in fact, where where is blogger and stallion staying this week? Anyone know? No. <laughs> John, John, have they have they made it up from after stallion did his birthday birthday money in? I think there's a house at the bottom of the car park uh, across the road. Um, it's got a bit of an open cellar. <laughs> and, you know, uh, they'll probably be bunkering down there for the night after walking up from the station. I would think. Yeah. Do you know? I, I again, I'm not mentioning any names, but I, I had a message the other day. Um, it's, it's crazy the messages you do get on the bastards Twitter. Um, 
said, are they a couple? A couple of tricks, yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, I said, well, I just, I don't know, I have no idea. He's just, you know, but yeah, so yeah, that. I, I hope you come over and have a drink on uh, on Thursday. I hope, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he, nice. he, he <laughs> blogger, <laughs> blogger listens to this. Absolutely welcome. Um, yeah, so um, my second best bet of the week um goes on friday and in the sky bet mile um and again it's disappointing that we've got no prices um but i think this is a race that we should take note of because um the horse in question i think both of you were quite positive about this uh when it when it actually won at headquarters on the 10th of july it was a short price um royal fleet Mm-hmm. Um, was 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 very green. Um, still, I, th- I think I think that's the thing. It's amazing. The horse is, is three from three, and um, I think the horse is still mentally not there. It, it's not the finished article, and I think there. I think that's why they've gone novice race, novice race, mm-hmm. handicap, and again handicap. I, I think I think they think this is a stakes horse. Um, and in fact, I'm told reliably that the yard think this is a total stakes horse, and I suppose you've got to be to to win a handicap at York um, off a mark of 100. You've got to, you've got to be listed class, and I think I, I genuinely think the horse is. Um, like I say, he's got some growing up to do. Um, the way we did hang at Newmarket um, for his last win, but he's still got the job done. He's got a lot of ability, um, and I do feel Royal Fleet is the one to be on um, to decent. But again, it's hard to know without the prices. Check the Bar Stewards Twitter uh, for any feedback from all of us this week regarding prices on some of our selections, because like, like Andy says, Andy's got a few other things he likes in the Melrose. So so just check back. We might have some updates for you on, on the Twitter feed. And same with me, like I'm tipping Royal Fleet. Well, if it's five to two, and it, and or it's nine to four in a big field handicap. I, I might not be so keen. So it, it's one of them. But Royal Fleet is very much one I want to back. But something else in this race for you guys. Um, Grant Chewer's horse here, King Triton. Um, Ed Ware um, uh, has sent him a horse, hundred thousand pounds from the sales. Haley Turner's booked off eight stone two. Obviously, he needed a lightweight jockey. Um, Look at the thirst form. It beat a horse called Motawa Jed at Thirsk when trained by Roger Varian. Motawa Jed has since beat Royal Pleasure off a mark of 90 and beat Dance Fever, which is a very, very, very solid handicap horse, uh, off 95 on Saturday. So, so that Motawa Jed is on 97, yeah, at the moment. King Triton beat this at Thirsk on the 15th of June. Well, King Triton's off eighty-five. That's that's that could be seriously well in. Um, I did ask Grant the question. Grant is a trainer that keeps things close to his chest. He protects prices for his. Um, obviously, I've got horses with Grant, um, and he, you know, he won't say too much. But he's he's. I, I get the feeling he's quite hopeful for this. So so King Triton. At a low weight, is something that could, and you've seen the form Grant Chew was in this year. Mm. Um, it's just ridiculous. Um, 
And so King Triton, I mean, hundred thousand pounds. It's, I mean, you're not paying hundred thousand pounds for a horse that can't win off eighty-five. Obviously, it's a York handicap, and you could, you could be, you could be ten pound better than your mark and finish sixth. You know, in a race like this, it, that's that's how it is. But I'm presuming that King Triton might be a, a biggish old price or or a reasonable price. Mm. Um, so that's something also to keep your eye on in that Skybet mile. So I, I do like Royal Fleet. It's a class act. But watch out for Grand Tours, uh, King Triton. Um, uh, Ginger Hitler's been on, and he, uh, Ginger, the Ginger Hitler. We, we need him back on the show, really, because his misery kind of, you know, I mean, he's kind of what the show's about. We always complain on the show and moan, and, and Ginger Hitler's misery kind of just, you know, it, 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 it epitomates the show, what the show's about. And the Ginger Hitler's been on, and his big nap is in the Ebo on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very keen, very, very keen um, on Illarab in the Ebor. That's the Ginger Hitler's big each way nap. He says, "Get on, we'll, you know, we'll run a massive race, fourteen to one available for the shagging shirt. Big week for the shagging shirt." Um, so that's the Ginger Hitler chiming in with his uh, selection for you, folks. Um, before we move on to the top selection of the week, also uh, our, our Sunday sermon contributor. Um, Law Malvo has been on and he likes Golden Pal in the Nunthorpe um, he, he says it just wins um, which I can probably agree with if if the ground's not sloppy um, you know if it's probably quick ground I could probably see see why he likes that but maybe a watching brief on the ground right we move on to our very 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 best bets of the week and Catherine Fry. We're back to the to our fair Irish maiden, and that's where exactly she's gone for her nap of the week, folks. She's gone to Killarney. Um, <laughs> she, you know, she just loves the game, loves the sport, and the seven fifteen race at Killarney is Catherine Fry's nap of the week, and it is the Tony Martin train. Siobhan <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rutledge ridden Niburu. Um, that horse, uh, <laughs> do you know, you've got to laugh at the SPs. I mean, this is the, I, lo- I love Fry and what she thought. I mean, the, the, the SPs of its recent runs are 50s, 40s, 28s, 11s, 40s. Last time out at Galway, 4 to 1. So, so you know, it kind of, you know, you kind of, kind of know where you're at with Nibiru, or you kind of explains the whole scenario. But Nibiru is a in a flat race, it's over a mile and six furlongs. It's a premier handicap, and Fry believes this has been uh, absolutely prime for this. And she obviously loves the jockey Siobhan Rutledge. Leng loves the jockey Siobhan Rutledge. Uh, John thinks Siobhan's well worth her seven, and I totally agree. I think Siobhan Rutledge is, a, is an absolute talent. So an interesting spot from Fry there. That's her best bet of the week. So that's Nibiru in the um, seven fifteen at Kalani. On the Thursday again, if you if you've got your faculties after your, you know, you're not gin and pating up. In fact, in fact, me and John will be. Uh, I think at that time, seven fifteen on a Thursday, it'd be uh, testing times. But yeah, if you like that sort of thing, Kalani, Catherine Fry's best bet of the week there uh, is uh, Nibiru. Andy, I'm going to come to you now for your champion bet of the week. I can't resist. A bit of shagging shirt in the e-ball. Ooh. It's not Illarab. Ooh. Steve clashing with the Hitler. Yeah. 
probably would as well. But everybody does. You would, you would, you actually would, yeah, you would. As, as the ginger Hitler, before I, as the ginger Hitler actually got a first name. Yeah, it's it, it, it's Christopher, which is strange because I, I mean I've I've always thought it'd be some, it'd be some kind of German name because his behaviour he's <laughs> seriously I mean his, his behaviour is disgraceful. I just thought it might be Adolf or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 not somewhat you know he, John will tell you he's. Um, it sounds he's, entertaining on the golf course. He might call <laughs> Christopher, but he looks like an Heinrich. Oh. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Right, well, I'm going to go, again, I've got sort of a bit of an undercard here and I, I think something might pop out from Ireland and win this because they've won it six times since 2001 and there's a few lurkers in here. But I'm going to go with Hamish for the uh, for the shagging shirt for Mr Haggis. Wow. Won the Melrose 2019 of 92. It's now rated 108. I know it hasn't been out for a while. Uh, but I've got a feeling this might just have been the plan with uh, with our Hamish. There's been a few nibbles around for it um, over the last few days. I say it's, it, it, the form just went forward and uh, forward and forward. Um, I, you know, I, I do like. I've always I've always liked the horse, um, and he won that Melrose in good style as well. Uh, he loves the test. He won straight after. He won another handicap going back there, didn't he? The same the same year. Um, and he's run Trushan to a, a, a to a neck of levels at Newbury on heavy ground. That would mark him out as well handicapped. Um, Haggis is a master at bringing his horses back from a fair old, uh, fair old time off. Um, he ran to a pretty good rating, what was it? He had a long break after Royal Ascot last year. Got a feeling this might have been might have been the plan. Um, my undercard, if I'm allowed for that, is um, Mr. Murta, uh, who won this back in 2014 with mutual regard, who he took over from Prescott. And you don't get too many people winning all races with horses they take over from him, but he went two from four after that. Uh, Miran, I thought he got a shocking ride at um, Royal Ascot. Then ran fourth last time over in Ireland off, over a trip that was too short for him. He's also got Sunny Boy Liston in there as well. So I'll probably be uh, having a little uh, go at Merlin as well. But Hamish would be the, the first the first choice, uh, although uh, Mr Spencer is on Merlin and I'll probably be at sort of uh, Saturday afternoon thinking, why, why the hell did I do that? Um, you can never write Mullins off in this either. Uh, Saldier is really interesting. Uh, along with his a rather dark one called Mark Mount Leinster, uh, which nobody's really spoken about. The horse I would have loved to have seen running this was MC Muldoon, uh, but I don't think he's going to get in. But um, if you can get an early price anywhere for the Cesarowicz on that, I should be lumping on MC Muldoon for uh, for the Master of Close Sutton uh, back when he, when we get to the uh, new market. Uh, Marathon in in October, MC Muldoon. You heard it here first because he's won the last three runnings and he could be winning it for the fourth in a row. Good stuff. I mean, well, yeah, that is. I mean, MC Muldoon. We 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 all thought that was quite unlucky. Um, uh, Ascot. Um, Still think he makes a nice hurdler as well. Um, yeah, kind of doorway over hurdles, isn't he? But I do. I, to me, it's got Cesarowicz written right through it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, go go going going to 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 your selection, Andy Hamish. I think it's very interesting. Obviously, he's he's you know the, the mother Tweed was was just fantastic. Obviously, she needed a lot of giving the ground, but she was a real, real, real um, 
you know, a, a real, real good, good staying handicap. As she, she, she was, you know, I like the family line. I like the fact that the the shagging shirt has come straight here. Like there's, there's yeah. no. There's no sign. We don't want no preps. We don't, you know. There's, it, no, it, muck, there's no mucking around here. Yeah. I mean, one little stat, if you're interested in in this, is it, apprentice jockeys have ridden four of the last ten winners, uh, and three of the last seven actually went to a five pound claimer. So if um if you are thinking of backing a claimer, just don't don't let it don't let it put you off uh, either, um, and don't let a wide draw put you off either, um, because horses fourteen or lower. Are, they're four from 120 in the last decade. And uh, in the last decade, uh, 15 or higher, a six from 73. So um, I, I just wouldn't let the draw put you off too much. Some people don't like a wide draw, but um, I won't be worried where uh, Hamish is. But I do think he's a he's a very talented horse. I don't know what's been, what the problem has been with him. Um, but uh, as I say, he's run well up a break before. Uh, and if Haggis can win the pull the Melrose and the uh, Ebor double off on Saturday, um, I probably won't be uh, I won't be around for the next week. I might be going on holiday again. <laughs> yeah, too right. I mean, I mean, I mean, you you make very 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 good case. Um, so Hamish for uh, Andy and and Willie Haggis. Uh, that, like I said, Hamish he, he's a very good horse. It'd be interesting to see what what order. Um, the shagging shirts got him in Illarab as well, very strong hand. Uh, the the ginger Hitler's uh, pawn uh, for the race. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see both. I can, I can, I can see it. You know, I love Agus the trainer, and I think uh, unless Roberto Escobar as well. Well, I yeah. mean, this is it. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is John John's like all season. You know, we me and John put Roberto Escobar as a bar steward special. To be um, fair, that, that one would probably benefit if they don't go like stink, because that'll be ridden handy where the other two will be dropped out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a cracking race, but I, I do think Haggis has got the main hand unless unless Willie's put the jungle juice in um, for some of his. <laughs> yeah. and, and then, you know, then we're all, you know, and then it could be Ireland, you know, Ireland have just, you know, de- demolished the big handicap again like they do Shelton. I mean, we don't know. Um a great race. So um, a pretty good record in the race. I mean, they've won it what six times. I didn't go back and work out the representation, but I don't think they've had that many runners in it. Yeah, uh, they've done pretty well, and that's why I sort of would. Really, I look. I should be including Mister Murta somewhere along the way there on Saturday as well. Yeah, with the yeah, with the was it Miran or Sonny Boy? Miran. Miran. Yeah, that's the one I'm really after. Yeah. Yeah, with with the with JP Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, not, yeah. At least it's not a Simcock horse, eh? No, no, I mean, poor Simcock. I mean, it's just, you know, jeez. I mean, I don't know what's gone off with his operation, but why on earth you just drop everything out of the telly? He's just, he's losing owners as well, right, left, and centre. There's no wonder why, John. Have you got anything in the Aver, or is it the fact that it's a hold up race put him off? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Does he just want to against him or what? You know. My only thought on on Simcott was that so we wouldn't want to be getting a drink off him because he'd probably get held up on the way to the bar. Absolutely. <laughs> well, he's he's got Rodrigo Diaz in, but obviously he knows he's not going to get in uh, number forty seven. That that ran a blinder behind Hookham um, in the uh, 
in the in the Jeffrey Freer uh, finish second. And he, as I said, it just it frustrates the life out of me because I think he's had good horses, and I think what what why yeah why yelled I, I just can't I, I just I, we we wanted him on the show. He said, Come, "Explain your tactic. Explain why you drop everything out the back of the telly. What's all that about?" Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> we move on. Um, so uh, Hamish for Andy in the Ebo, John. In fact, no, I'll come to me first. I'll let you finish finish the uh, the uh, number one bets off, John. So I'll give my number one bet. Um, goes on the Thursday in the Galtrees or Gal mm. Galtres Galtrees uh, uh, stakes. Uh, I had a runner in this one, Satral. She was sixty six to one, ridden by D'Souza and tailed off. Um, <laughs> anyway. uh, no, no, no. We told him, told it up and behave. Um, um, but no, she was outclassed. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so the the, the Galtrees. Um, I've got a, I've got a very strong bet in this, and uh, yeah, this this is going to get some of the treatment. Um, a filly of Rafe and Ralph Beckett's. Um, that you know the fabulous duo this 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 year. They've had a decent year so far. Uh, abstinence, uh, ridden by the train driver. Um, is priced up by one firm, William Mills, I believe, at nine to one. That is just absolutely hilarious. Um, I make this about a five to two, eleven to four chance. Um, she's she's a fairly massively on the up. She's got so much more to offer. She she ran over a, a mile at Chelmsford where she beat a stout horse called uh, uh, Mashur, who's rated about eighty seven. But the ground she gave was like how she's come, where she's come from, no one knows. Um, so she did very well. Then she ran, went to Newcastle and ran fourth behind Zayadar and Technique, an Oriental Mystique. The form's there for itself. Zayadar was second in Nassau. Technique um, just got touched off at, at Salisbury the other day. I thought very unlucky, actually. I, you know, I'm surprised he got touched off, but ran very well. Um the form for me is absolutely solid. Abstinence um, then stepped up to a mile and a half last time where they absolutely crawled. Golden Pass had the easiest lead ever. Um, nothing got in it. Abstinence was sat stone last under the train driver. Um, you know, he uh, basically didn't move until about sort of sort of two and a half out. And and he, the ground she made up in the closing stage was most eye-catching. And bearing in mind, you know, she beat Oriental Mystique that day. I had Eileen Dover behind her. Well, Eileen Dover absolutely blew in on Saturday uh, off 92 in a handicap. Well, she had that four-length beat, giving it start. Um, this filly is probably, I would say, in a well-run Galtrees, which I think you'll probably get with a Johnson horse. Uh, I, I don't think they'll crawl in this. Uh, they never tend to do. You, you need a good stayer to win a Galtrees. And I think this filly is probably capable of something somewhere between 105 and 110 when things go right. And this is not a strong Galtrees. I'd have a strong favourite. Um, the the rating of Dermot Weld's horse, Hammer Grace, 105. They put him four to one. I think that's false, to be honest. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really. I don't really think she's that. She's all that at the moment, and I'm very confident abstinence will win the Galtrees. And nine to one is just absolutely huge, and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna get some absolute hammer. Um, if we can get on, that's the 4:45 race on Thursday. That's my best bet of the week, John. Hello. 
your best bet of the week, please. My best bet of the week runs in the last race tomorrow. Um, this is a horse we've discussed at length, as you know. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. And this horse is Papa Cocktail of Tom Clover's. Um, made its debut in what I think would probably turn out to be probably the best maiden of the season at Yarmouth, believe it or not. Behind a horse called Reach for the Moon that went on to run um, the Aiden horse quite close in the um, Chesham at Ascot. And the winner that day was New Science of uh, Charlie Appleby's. And I mean, really, them, them three booked a class apart, you know. Um, New Science is now rated 91. Um, I gave him 88 for that race, and that cocktail came out about 83. Then the really impressive run was the, the next one in a small field at Haydock on good to firm ground, where he showed tremendous bottles to go through a small gap. And... Uh, I think, I think you put him up that day, didn't you? Um, any, yeah, any, in the superlative, yeah. Um, yeah, in, in the superlative, his third run, uh, you would actually put him up as a as a bet. And actually, up up to a point, I, I was quite quite taken with this horse, really. I thought, I thought he travelled lovely. But once they got a, the proper undulations, he, he fell apart and... Uh, I mean, he, he's finished eighth there and beaten six wickets, you know. But the beauty of this is, this is a hundred horse. There's no question in my mind that this horse is capable of running to a hundred. Um, I know you are concerned about the dropping trip. I think a hundred horse running off 83 over six will travel all over these. I really do. I think um, he's in the ideal box as well. Um, it'll get a nice toe into the race um, Bosch is drawn 15 he can track him and he will eat Bosch in receipt of like end of £10 I think he's getting um, I have no concerns about him beating Bosch whatsoever Bosch is 9 to 2 this boy is 16 to 1 I've availed myself of 16 to 1 just prior to recording this podcast I, I, I mean, I, I think it's a tremendous case because, like, like I said, I mean, I, I, I was quite, I mean, I had a sizable bet each way in the superlative. Um, and it was quite a funny run race because they, they seemed to quicken it up. And you, you said it did come down the dip. Uh, they seemed to quicken it up and it seemed to, to be found wanting. Um, prior to that, obviously, the reason I put it up was I was so impressed by the horse wanting to take that gap up a, a very tight rail at Haydock to squeeze through, um, uh, you know, and 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 when it's race, I was thought I thought I love the love the constitution of the horse. Lovely to do that. Honestly, the last thing he wanted was new market. Honestly, yeah. Um, well, I take your word for it. He'll move like an immaculate machine, as someone once said about a horse tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look. That yeah, I mean, obviously, I was attracted by the Yarmouth maiden. How well, how well he went there, um, yeah. and obviously, obviously, that's very strong form. It's and true, in fact, and when and when you look at it, John, he's he's only being given eighty three, which is basically what he ran to exactly. roughly, roughly on debut. So yeah. so how can he not have like you say? I, I, 
yeah, you you brought me around. I I will be back in it. Um, but yeah, um, I, I I just felt that the horse might want further, but no, no, you 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 know, I mean, the interesting thing, and I said to you when we we had this debate, yeah, uh, offline, was um that they could have ran in the seven furlong uh, nursery, yeah, uh, later this week, and they cho- they didn't even enter. As if they decided, no, it wants six. He's oh, got, oh, be fine. It's not classless, mate. He'll, he'll travel. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, interesting. Real, real good, real good, real good nap. Fourteen to one. Papa cocktail for for John Joe as his best bet of the week. And the the pork pies will be in the air again if we <laughs> if we if, if we manage to land that one tomorrow. We're there live in the middle. As I say, chaps. If 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 any any of you want to give us a buzz and 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 meet up, we're in the clock tower enclosure. We've got a massive picnic. Come and say hello, whatever. I'm sure there'll be some food left. We can't eat it. Have a sausage roll. Have a Greg's sausage roll. You know, I've emptied Marks and Spencer's this morning, and, and it's just, you know, that's it. it <laughs> you, can, absolutely... you can save me some for, cheap for Thursday, then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save me a sausage roll for Thursday, will you? Oh, so you don't want to pay York's price. It's a waste of time. I mean, we're already, pay, we're already paying, you know, 50, 60 pounds for a what? bottle of... Twenty-five pound champers. We we don't want to be paying five pound when you when we get sausage. Yeah. Are, you a taking, sausage. are you taking your own gin as well? Well, I've done it before, but I, I'm I'm not going to embarrass myself anymore. But I've I've done it before when I've I've had the Buxton Spring Bottle, um, you know, full, full of full of gin. So if you ever search or they say, oh, what's this or whatever, it's just water. Look, water. But uh, it's just, it's just uh, yeah. the best. The best bit is Andy when he takes a bloody good swig out of it to prove yeah. it with water. <laughs> about a third of the bottle. <laughs> right to, to finish the show off, we've we've given our best bets and we've given our all. We've we've given our wares. You know the tide's going out. We're in our speedos. We've given it all. We've given all our bests. But I mean, guys, for this week, um, in the better races. Uh, so we'll look at the Judamont uh, tomorrow. Uh, I mean, what what's everyone's thoughts on the Judamont? Who wants to start me off? I'll, I'll start you off. I think it's a mess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, where's the pace? Yeah. You know, it it could be a bit sticky. This. Um, I, I, I looked long and hard at it, and I can't really see much of an angle with anything. With, without pace being on, I think it's a plain running race if you're going to play it. Yeah, no, that's that very good point, John. That, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't think alcohol free would stay, but it's one of them. If, 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 if who's, who's, who's going to go on? Um, I know it's, it's weird. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised uh, Haggis hasn't run a pacemaker in it with um, <laughs> Liam Jones on it. No, no, that, that's not a bad idea, isn't it? <laughs> with Liam Jones on, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with John. It looks a bit of a mess, doesn't it? Mishriff could outclass them, but I wouldn't be back in it at that price. Love as I say, I wouldn't back anything like that at the moment. Um, Jolly Jim McSwinney is a bit of a flyer, but I, well, that, you, you, you don't you, need I mean, to play, do you? No, McSwinney needs it like a bog, but McSwinney yeah. will probably go on. Uh, Jim loves a leader, um, and and. I could see Max Winnie going on. 
you know, there's no point Max Winnie taking a pull. So I, w- I would think Max Winnie goes on and it's it's the rest deciding what they're going to do. It's interesting <laughs> race, but not a betting race. That's the gin pit and the Stilton Port Pie top topper tomorrow. That's the that's the one where we get that out tomorrow and we're not we're not bothered. I don't think unless we're playing on the ferns for the one oh ones. Yeah, um, but there you go. Um, so yeah, I agree with you, chaps. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a minefield. Right, Thursday then we've got the uh, Yorkshire Oaks. I mean, there's absolutely no way we can see snowfall beaten, can we? Don't think. Not really. Not dependent, isn't it? Really, it, you know. I mean, that good horse from the Ardwick might run if uh, if it pissed down. Yeah, to be honest. That's I think I think that's what everyone should wish for really, you know an absolute bog, because then it snowfall wonderful tonight it makes it actually a fascinating race. Other than that, I think we're all struggling to get excited about that, aren't we really? It's yeah. Yorkshire Oaks, really, isn't it? It's the shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so the, so the other the other group one of the week um the, the, is the final group one of the week is on the Friday. Which is obviously the Nunthorpe. Um, obviously, our our uh, down south contributor, um, a tip Golden Pal, uh, five to two. Suez is eleven to four. Have we any thoughts on the Nunthorpe? Anything interesting? I just don't want Wes to win it, really. Yeah. No. Make such a fuss of him, won't they? Yeah, I mean that's that's just, I've always found that odd, and and. Like John Hines, who, who, I, who I really like, he's a, he, he, he's a good Twitter poster. Um, and he, he always, like, says he doesn't understand the fuss over Wesley Ward. Well, you know, what, what, why is this country? I, I don't get it. What, what's the, There's lots of international trainers that's had runners here before, and they don't get any fuss like Wesley Ward gets. I, can, can we explain that? No. <laughs> no I'd, rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather see Wind of Power or Dragon Symbol win it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would as well. I'd rather see Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, the French horse. Um, she was mighty impressive at Goodwood. Mm. Um, when when she won, but I, I, York's different. I mean, I mean, the, 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 we've seen it so many times where York they just keep rolling. You know, it's like that that song, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. They just once they get going on that front end. They... If, she, if she picks the pace up, hey, uh, she's bloody good. Well, yeah, I, I I'd never think York was a track. I just I just never did, never was. If, ne- if she know. wins this, she's a bloody good sprinter. Mm. Yeah. It's like, again, again, it's another pit race where it's it's probably interesting to watch. And if rain comes, then Wesley Ward's is probably goose, really. Um, you know, if, if we get any kind of drizzle, um, I'd like to think that Wesley Ward's will get beat. Um, but there we go. Right, have we anything else to add on the week? Anything that you uh, have missed or didn't make your best three bets but you'd like to mention, John or Andy? I'll let John go first, if there's anything John would like to mention. Um, if there is soft in the going description come Saturday, my long-range Eber player, Max Vega, will very much come into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been targeted at the race. The uh, the running, the, is it the um, Silver Cup or something they call it? At the meeting where Hogan won the race, didn't it? 
Um, yeah. Yeah, a very quiet ride. Nothing made any ground up, really, from where he was. Uh, that thing Oli Doyle kept on even, didn't it? Um, wasn't knocked about. Absolute sater for me. Um, down in the ratings compared to its three-year-old days, so it's possibly one of few that be, could be classed as well-treated in the EBA. And uh, it, it does need to be making a print, though, but if, if it does, I'll certainly be playing at 40. That's in- it's an interesting shout, John. Uh, you, you get the feeling it's been trained for it. Uh, I mean, Peter Crouch is already booked. Um, yeah. And it's it, it's it was second to Hookham last year um, in the in the Jeffrey Freer. Um, and this year it was it was um, it, it's just basically had a float up um, on, right. on ground. Yeah, it, it was a float up. So so I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, like I said, down to 106. It's a, probably a mark it could win off. It's it's definitely better than that. So that's that's at forty to one. Yeah, keep your eye on that, folks. If the rain comes, get ready for Max Vega in the Ebor, perhaps. Hmm, interesting. Andy, anything you'd like to add? Um, I've got one complete stab in the dark um, in John's race with uh, is it Papa Cocktail in tomorrow? Um, oh, the nurse. The, um, yeah, the the um, it's got a bit of history in this race. Uh, Mr. Far here doesn't seem to have many runners the first couple of days. Final account, um, which he's won this race three times before, twice with apprentices on board. He's got a seven-pound claimer on who I haven't seen ride an awful lot, um, but it's never been a race for particularly... Only one of the winners has carried nine stone two plus, although there's not that many tomorrow. I just thought he was... It was just He hasn't got that many runners there, and I just thought final account... Yeah, it might, looks a bit what he doesn't it? Yeah, might just be a, a little bit, you know, I mean, he's, he's 40, well, there's a massive gap on, I've got the machine in front of me, um, 46 to 80, you might want to shove a couple of quid up at 70, 75, maybe even longer, and just one of those, or the each way places, each way of pleasure, you know, someone betting down to seven, he might scrape, scrape in, it's handicap debut, as I say, he's won it with apprentices on board before, won it three times before just one of those races where you wouldn't you know you wouldn't you know whilst you know i'll be i certainly should be back in papa cocktail after john's um uh, eulogy on it um but uh, that that sort of looked interesting the two mile handicap um on tomorrow um certainly look at that my old favorite elysian flame i should probably follow him over the cliff once more uh, after he nearly did the business at um at York last time out. I thought body line was quite interesting. I just wonder whether that might be the um, Prescott Cesarowicz horse this year. Um, he looks quite interested in that. Um, and there's one at a massive price uh, in the uh, Dan Gilbert colours, Torcello. That is yes. that is a massive price on that. I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be. There's 50s here on the uh, machine at the moment. I certainly wouldn't be laying that. I can tell you that now. Um, that's quite interesting. Uh, Spencer's on the favourite, Arcadian Sunrise. Uh, and one in the Phillies handicap tomorrow, Tanea Canyon. Thought that did well to win last time out at, um, at Doncaster um, when um, they changed the tactics on it. Ed Walker, who's got a, quite a decent collection of sprinters at the moment. Um, that'll be it for tomorrow. Later in the week, uh, there wasn't an awful lot that sprang out of me. Um, like the group ones were just races I sort of basically really wanted to to watch uh, to watch. I thought that the last race 
on the Friday is interesting to you probably. And the Phillies handicap, the 440 on the Friday, declared interest again for, for Rafe or Ralph uh, was interesting. Um, and if I did pick a couple on the undercard in the Melrose, uh, Tashkan, Tashkan, Tashkan was yep. certainly one of them. Brian and whilst we've, been, uh, whilst we've been on here, Mr. Stewart has had another winner. So uh, he's, certainly, <laughs> he's, certainly in, he's certainly in good form this year. Um, yeah, it's, uh, he's I'm an not sure astonish- where the he's gone to now, but um, he's certainly in good form. So uh, the Triton might be uh, another winner for him. Yeah, this is inter- it could be an interesting one against, obviously I'm picking Royal Fleet, but yeah, it could be interesting against it. I certainly won't be losing on it, so anyway. No. Um, yeah, so great podcast, guys. Um, like I say, if you want to catch us at York, uh, myself, John and Andy in the, in, the, in the main enclosure there on the Thursday, and we're there, in the, in, me and John are there on the Wednesday in the clock tower, um, you know, watching the world go by. Um, so if you want to join us, feel free, uh, get in touch. Uh, don't forget to miss uh, Friday's show. Uh, we've got uh, Catherine Fry um, on on the show with a very, very special guest. And it's might, it might be a show you don't want to miss. So hopefully um, we'll get that guest to turn up. <laughs> It'll all be good. We hope you we hope you have a fantastic week at York. Uh like we will win or lose, you know, preferably win, but if we, we lose, that's the way it is. So be lucky and we'll speak again on Friday. Bye for now. <laughs>